The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. And welcome in, everyone, to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, Football 24-7, with NFL insider John McMullen. Breaking news, Johnny Mac, as we come on uh, the air here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Uh, the Eagles have made a trade. Minshew Mania uh, is about to uh, begin residence in South Philadelphia. I'll let you pick it up from there. Yeah, well, you know, the Eagles are obsessed with the quarterback room. They've said it in the past, Howie Roseman, uh, quarterback factory. Uh, He's obviously, you know, regretted uh, coining that phrase in the past. But look, this team really, really values the quarterback position. And they got a guy with significant experience, significant starting experience, very cost-effective as well. Uh, to be the third-string quarterback. Now, if you also look forward to 2022, obviously Joe Flacco has played well in the preseason, played really well last night, by the way. Um, He's only here for one year. He's an aging quarterback, and now you have a potential backup quarterback who's very cost-effective, still on his rookie deal for two more seasons. So that's helpful as well. But I got to tell you, Joe, I mean, this is a guy who thought he deserved first-team reps uh, in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence as the number one overall pick, as perhaps the best prospect in at that position in football, people say, since maybe Andrew Luck, maybe even Peyton Manning. Um, in other words, Trevor Lawrence, we all knew, was going to play in Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew should have confidence in himself, wanted first-team reps. Is he going to be happy here as a third-team quarterback? Ah, he's got a big personality. So I I do see, I think you at least have to bring that up on the back end of things and say, you know, maybe Howie Roseman, there's a lot of machinations here. Maybe Howie Roseman sees Indianapolis needs a backup quarterback. Minnesota badly needs a backup quarterback. Those are two teams off the top of my head. Maybe you can spin up Joe Flacco and all of a sudden Gardner Minshew is your backup. And then we talk about AFC South quarterbacks. There's always that back pocket, Deshaun Watson. Maybe the Eagles are thinking about Deshaun Watson. Maybe they're thinking about, okay, he's going to be suspended for six games, 10 games, 12 games. Maybe Gardner Minshew could be the fill-in until Deshaun Watson. A lot of moving parts to this. Settle in. We're going to have some good conversation with NFL insider John McMullen. You covered a lot uh, just in those opening remarks. I'm trying to figure it all out. Let's start sequentially if we can. Is this, is Minshew here, is this because of his former general manager who's now now works in the Eagles front office? He was with Minshew and watched Minshew play 10 or 12 games, whatever it was, back in 2019 when he was drafted, played, and that's where Minshew mania was kind of born when uh, during that 2019 season. 
Yeah, uh, Dave Caldwell is who you're talking about, the former Jaguars DM who's now uh, Eagles personnel official. Yeah, he drafted him. So obviously he has a a keen insight, keen intelligence into what Gardner Minshew is as a player. So, yeah, that helps. And obviously you're talking about a guy uh, who's had success as a young quarterback, at least from a statistical standpoint. Obviously, Jacksonville wasn't very good, just looking up the numbers right now. But in his first two seasons as a six-round pick, I mean, the guy started 21 games. He's completed 63% of his passes. Last year it was 66, over 66%. So there was improvement, 37 touchdowns versus 11 interceptions. 93.1 passer rating. If you want to go, you know, if you want to be honest, this guy is far more proven at the professional level than Jalen Hurts, who the Eagles played 10 snaps in, in the preseason. So yeah, this if you guy want to go, yeah, finish up. Yeah, if you want to go really far into it, you know how Eagles fans like their backup quarterbacks. Uh, you know, there's uh, just put that in your back pocket because. If Gardner Minshew comes here and he's not happy because he wasn't happy in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville, now, granted, he was more proven there, so he felt he was proven to the organization. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you got to know you're going to take a back seat. He wasn't happy with taking a back seat. That That's my only concern. Is he going to be happy being a third-string quarterback? I can't imagine that. I can't see this being as simple as Gardner Minshew is here to replace Nick Mullins, who was released, who um, just, if you go back to Mullins' game against Pittsburgh, that was really the end of Nick Mullins' uh, you know, career here in Philadelphia. He finished up, obviously finished up the preseason. But I just can't see it being that simple. So I'm trying and I'm starting to try and process. And then I'm saying to myself, well, wait a minute, Joe Flacco, who, as you said, had a great game last night against the Jets, quietly or modestly or however you want to describe it, had a good camp with the Eagles. Is his value now all of a sudden out there where the Eagles may be fielding calls for somebody looking for Joe Flacco. Yeah, that was my first thought, that maybe they would try to spin off Joe Flacco. Remember, because there are teams, uh, Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, who is um, obviously has his own foot problem. Things are going very positively. It looks like Carson's going to be back for week one, and we'll see how that shakes out. But Sam uh, Ellinger, who was – you know, one of the guys uh, vying for the backup job is injured. Uh, so they need a backup quarterback. That's a team I mentioned. Uh, Minnesota's a disaster behind Kirk Cousins. And, you know, all their quarterbacks aren't vaccinated. You remember um, that uh, their whole quarterback room essentially got shut down. And the guys, you know, the Jake Brownings of the world, the Kellen Mons of the world, they're not performing on top of it. So you start to say, well, do you want to do you want to bring in more of, of a proven veteran? So I do think maybe Howard Roseman could spin off Joe Flacco to a backup quarterback desperate team. And he's done that in the past, and he's done that very well. He's created leverage. Maybe that's what he's doing here. 
But I also hesitate to, for that because this is the COVID era. You need three quarterbacks. So the question is, you know, you're not worried about Jalen Hurts. You're not worried about Joe Flacco. But is Gardner Minshew going to be a fit as the third string quarterback here? I I don't I don't know if he's going to be happy with that. On paper, if he is happy, if he is a good soldier, this is a great move. I mean, this is tremendous depth. Uh, you get him for a six-round pick, which can turn into a five only if he plays 50% of the snaps, which he's not going to do. Um, and then next year, you have a really, really cost-effective backup. As I said, he's got two years left on his rookie deal, so he's not even making a million dollars per year as a former six-round pick. On paper, it makes all the sense in the world. Tremendous depth. But as we know, there are other parts to this. Ego gets involved. This is a guy who thinks he should be playing in the NFL. I I, I don't know if, if third string is going to be good enough for him. John, does the move by the Eagles tell you anything about how they look at Jalen Hurts. You can go back and you could say, you could go to the tape and you can watch. You say time after time after time that Jalen Hurts has taken every snap. He's never missed a snap to tie his shoe. He's never missed a snap for a bathroom break. Um, and yet here we are now. Um, he comes out of camp or the official end of preseason, and he only gets a handful of snaps. Amazing. Uh, and, uh, amazing. Did you see who was playing last night in Kansas City? Did you see who was playing two series in Kansas City? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was playing. Hey, look, the Eagles have developed this plan. The goal was to get as healthy as possible to week one. They haven't suffered any major injuries. The most significant would be Tyree Jackson, which is a two-month injury, and that's a developmental project. So they've accomplished their goal uh, pretty much to get through the preseason as healthy as possible. With the starting quarterback, who isn't Patrick Mahomes, to say the least, and I hope people don't find that as an insult. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback in football, he's certainly in the conversation with Aaron Rodgers and maybe Tom Brady. Those are only the three people in the conversation. But Andy Reid is, is playing him to get him sharp for the regular season. Look, it's different philosophies. If, if you ask me my opinion, I would lean towards being Andy Reid. I know Andy Reid would have played Jalen Hurts because he needs reps. He's playing Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. Um, I think he needs reps. The Eagles went a different direction. We'll see how it works out. I'm not putting this out there because I want to uh, throw something out that I'm reporting on, but I think a trade like this does require you to try and flush forward as many conversations or opinions so you could somehow figure out where the truth is going to be. It's decisions that are made today that you realize later on, okay? Is it possible, John, that Jalen Hurts is on the trading block? Um, it's possible. The, the bigger possibility is... 
look, the Eagles have interest in Deshaun Watson from a from a playing standpoint. We we know. I'm not going to get into all the ancillary issues. I think people know that. From a football perspective, they would like to have Deshaun Watson. Um, that's been reported by me. That's been reported by 10 other reporters. They have significant interest in the football player. Uh, they have to make a lot of decisions uh, that are outside of the football player uh, if they want to move in that direction. So I don't think Jalen Hurts is so much on the trading block is as more of they're always trying to get better as a, as a football team. And when you can bring in a top five level quarterback, you, you can get better. So people take the next step. You talk about the layered approach. Well, if the Eagles were to pull the trigger, if they feel comfortable enough to say, okay, we can use Gardner Minshew, for instance, as a short-term answer or Joe Blacko as a short-term answer and wait for any kind of suspension for Deshaun Watson, well, you say, okay, that could be the planning process. That could be the planning process. Now, the, the second half of that would be, what are you giving Houston back in return? In theory, would they like a Houston native, a Houston kid who's very popular down there? Jalen Hurts, they need a quarterback, even though they have a bunch of different bodies, they need competition. So I don't think it's as much as the Eagles are shopping Jalen Hurts. It's that obviously if you acquire a different quarterback, assets have to go back in the other direction, and he might be one of those natural assets. You can say for certain, <clears throat> however, that the Eagles definitely do have interest. Oh, in they love him. They love Deshaun. Deshaun. They love Deshaun Watson as a football player. Now, I've, I've often pointed out, everybody does. So the Eagles are not exactly um, – on an island there. I mean, this guy's regarded as one of the top five quarterbacks in the world. And top five quarterbacks aren't on the market at 25, 26 years old, typically. You can't acquire guys like that. Obviously, he's only on the market for some very uh, serious uh, issues that he's had in Houston. So that's the bad part of it. Now, I, I've always said Jeffrey Lurie's history is he's willing to give people second chances. He's been very consistent with that uh, over his tenure, which is, you know, over a quarter century long now in Philadelphia. But I'll, I'll also say this, Krause, we're in an era where things are much different, where, you know, a lot of people just won't accept um, second chances, yeah, uh, you know, they will protest. They will shout to the high heavens on social media. Are the are are the Eagles willing to take those kinds of hits? I I don't know. I well, don't think history, anybody. History knows. history says that they will. History. At, that's at, what at, I said. At the, at the quarterback position, correct. History says they will, but it's different today than it's ever been before. The environment is more toxic today than it has ever been before. So it's different. 
Breaking news again, the Eagles do make a trade. The quarterback room looks completely different when the team reports back to uh, the NovaCare. Uh, I'm still struggling, and I know we're going to get into the 53-man roster. I want to let everybody know uh, who's tuning into the Jacob Media YouTube channel that we will talk with NFL insider John McMullen about that, about his thoughts on the 53-man roster, and we'll cover a lot of that, uh, cover a lot of ground. I'm still struggling or trying to understand what's the quarterback room look like, and is this team in two and a half weeks, or however long it is, going to open the 2021 season, John, with Jalen Hurts as the starter, Joe Flacco as the backup, and Gardner Minshew on the roster. Is that that what's going to be? I can't see it. No, yeah, I think, you know, 90%, that's going to be the roster week one in Atlanta. Um, Those three quarterbacks. Those three quarterbacks. They're going to keep three. The Eagles, I don't know where this mentality started. The Eagles typically kept, always kept three quarterbacks. No, I know they're going to keep three, but I'm saying, are they going to keep those three? Well, uh, you're right, as we've just talked about. There's a lot of, of moving parts here. You know, can you get some significant asset for Joe Flacco. You might want to spin him off, um, elevate Gardner Minshew to, to the backup position um, where he'd be much happier, maybe not completely happy, but much happier, and then bring in some kind of developmental prospect as the third quarterback, whether that's on the roster or the practice squad. We've talked about Watson ad nauseum. I don't want to go down that route any longer. So there's a lot of potentials. But I would say the most likely part at this stage, because we're only essentially two weeks out now, is, uh, yeah, those three quarterbacks are going to be the quarterbacks on the roster. And then moving forward, um, whether it's Jalen Hurts, a a rookie quarterback next year, a rookie top pick, Deshaun Watson in 2022, Gardner Minshew would be elevated to the backup at that position at that point. All right, good stuff from John McMullen as the Eagles do make a trade here. There'll be a lot more activity. Keep it, keep it here uh, on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Let me use a question, uh, and then we'll use this question and answer to transition into our conversation about the 53-man roster. Uh, let me throw a question out to you that popped up yesterday on the National Football Show uh, with Dan Cilio. I thought it was a great question, great dialogue. Who's under more pressure, John? Head coach Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback going into the 2021 season? Uh, Jalen Hurts, no question. Jalen has a small, small path, small window to prove that he's the quarterback of this team and and the future quarterback of this team. He's got to succeed. He's got to do better than people expect. Otherwise, the Eagles are going a different direction again whether it's a veteran quarterback in 2022 or a top pick, that's why they had this insurance policy. That's why they built that up, a safety net, the three potential first-round picks to do whatever they want to do in the 2022 draft. So if they're a bad football team, for instance, they're going to start with a top-10 pick, and then they have two other first-round picks, of Carson Wentz holds his water, and they can move up to one or two 
or three, whatever they need to do to get a Spencer Rattler, a Sam Howell, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's, you know, that's the insurance policy they have. And the only way Jalen Hurts can stop that from happening is to succeed. You know, the one thing he has in his back pocket is he's on the field, and if you play well, well, they're not going to take you off the field. But Nick Sirianni, on the other hand, he, he he's a rookie head coach. I mean, it's not good if the Eagles struggle, if they win four games again, if they have a terrible season, but he's going to get at least one mulligan. And then you say, okay, if they have four wins and four wins, then you might stop, start talking about this isn't working by 2022. But Nick Sirianni's at least got a little bit of wiggle room. Jalen, Jalen Hurts has no wiggle room. I mean, he's got to get out there week one, start performing and proving that he can be the quarterback of this team. And, you know, when I listen to Jalen Hurts <clears throat> talk to Dave Spadaro on the sideline last night during, you know, during the game, I get energized. I get excited. I feel like he's going to do that. Then I listen to the context of what of how you just answered that question. I apply that to uh, Atlanta, San Fran, Dallas on the road, Kansas City, Brady and the Buccaneers uh, uh, in that in those first six games. John, if this team is zero and six or one and five, is that the end of the leash for Jalen Hurts? Probably with two veteran guys. Understand, they now have three quarterbacks. People aren't going to want to hear this. I'm going to get in trouble, but I always get in trouble. You know that, Crossy, because I give my honest opinion. The Eagles have three quarterbacks now with Gardner Minshew, and you could have argued with Nick Mullins, actually. Now, obviously, Joe Flacco's been around forever. He's won a Super Bowl. He's, he's won significant postseason games. He's in double digits as far as postseason wins. And we have Gardner Minshew, I just mentioned, has uh, started, I think, 21 games. Uh, the passer rating over 93. The least proven quarterback in the Eagles quarterback room is Jalen Hurts. It's not Joe Flacco. Sure as heck ain't Joe Flacco. It's not Gardner Minshew. It's Jalen Hurts. <laughs> so when you look at it from that perspective, you say, okay, there is tremendous uncertainty when it comes to the quarterback position. And we just talked about, you know, the preparation. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid is getting Patrick Mahomes sharpened for week one, the best quarterback in football, the former MVP. Um and, and the Eagles are going a different direction with a quarterback with no experience, four career starts. They gave him 10 uh, preseason reps. Um, yeah, I mean, there is there is uncertainty. What I can tell you about Jalen Hurts, my own personal opinion, he's going to make plays. He's a playmaker. Um, he's also going to make mistakes because he is a very young quarterback. Um, and I say this about the receiving corps as well, which is, probably the most talented group the Eagles have had in quite a long time. Maybe go back to Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, and Jason Avant. Um, but they're young. You got a rookie and two second-year players. So I think you're going to have big plays and you're going to have big mistakes. And 
you know, it all comes down to are those big plays helping you win games or are those big mistakes helping you lose games? And that'll be the tale. They're going to have more big plays than more big plays than than mistakes. We hope. Is that what you think? That's the hope. Uh, but, but I mean, that's that's a lot of unproven people you're counting on. Because we that, don't we don't know, John. At this point in time, with camp officially ending last night, we don't really know a lot about this team, do we? Well, we know about the offensive line, the defensive line. We know that. Those guys are good. Uh, the concern there is they're aging. Will they stay healthy? Will Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, Jason Kelty stay healthy? Fletcher Cox, post-30. Brandon Graham, post-30. Derek Barnett, injury prone. But we know they have talent on the offensive and defensive line. The playmaking positions... There's tremendous outside of tight end. There's tremendous uncertainty. Tremendous. And I always say this. When you have a lot of questions, um, you know, if Jalen Hurts does this, if Quez Watkins does this, if Jalen Rager turns the corner, if Devontae Smith can hit the ground running, if Miles Sanders can sharpen up his pass catching, catching skills, his pass protection, if, 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 if. I've been covering this league for over 25 years, Krause. When you have that many questions, not all of them are going to turn out positive. Some might. Some might. But there's going to be some negatives. And there always is. And that's the concern with all that uncertainty. I don't want to make, um, I don't want to make more out of it than it was. But your preseason uh, finale... Uh, ends on a Hail Mary, uh, and you go into the books at 31-31 in a game last night where there were many, or I don't know, maybe many's the wrong word. There were some battles and players on the bubble trying to show that they should make this roster and or show somebody else around the league Hey, come get me. I'm available. Let's start with Dillard. They keep him. Are they going to trade him? Is Howie's phone ringing for him? <clears throat> what are you, what are your thoughts on Andre Dillard? I think they would like to trade him, um, but they're not going to cut him. So it's one of those things. I mean, it, look, it's not easy to just snap your fingers I'm, and say, I'm going to trade Andre Dillard. I'm going to trade um, – Zach Ertz, for instance, a, a bigger high-profile, high even lesser profile, Matt Pryor. They'd like to trade Matt Pryor. Um, you can't trade everybody. You can't make 57 trades. He's already made one, uh, and we'll see. I think they're trying to work it. They're really deep on the offensive line. As I said, they had they had 14, offense, 14 or 15 offensive linemen. Every single one of them is an NFL player. You can't keep them all. So you're going to have to cut people uh, who are NFL-level players. Um, and, you know, the Matt Pryors of the world, the Coyote, Iwasikas, nobody's going to, you know, blink an eye. But these these guys can play. Suo, Peta, I don't see how he makes the roster. Um, they can all play in the NFL. But – 
other teams are smart as well, and they know the Eagles can't keep all these guys. So we're not gonna we're not gonna break our backs offering you this and that and this when we know you got to cut a guy. So it's kind of difficult from that perspective. Dillard, of course, the former number one uh, number one pick. Uh, I think you're <clears> leaning to your sounds like you're leaning to Dillard. Dillard is on the roster. Uh, Dillard's on the final. Yeah, I just rate. I I just uh, actually just went live a couple minutes ago. My my 53-man roster prediction on, on sportsillustrated.com. I had to update it for Gardner Minshew, but um, it's it's been the most difficult year for a number of reasons. One, you have a new head coach, so you don't have as much as a feel for him as we did for Doug Peterson. There's a lot of new COVID rules that have carried over from last year. You have an expanded practice squad. You have the ability to put veterans on the practice squad. So that complicates things. You have short-term injured reserve rules because of COVID. That complicates things. Uh, Guys who are hurt, Tyree Jackson, Davion Taylor, Landon Dickerson. Look, you might want to put them on the first 53-man roster because if you put them on injured reserve like a Tyree Jackson before that, he's done for the season. So if you put them on the original 53 um, and then you can put them on short-term IR and bring somebody back. So you have all these different machinations and it's, it's, it's far more complicated than usual. And there's a lot of moving parts uh, all over the board. I mean, there's the Rodney McLeod story. Another, yeah. They have to carry Rodney who hasn't been able to practice yet. And he's, you know, it's interesting it's almost weird because Rodney McLeod is coming off a torn ACL in December. Uh, Lander Dickerson is coming off a torn ACL at Alabama in December. Those are generally nine-month injuries. You do the math. That's September. Mid-September for both. Um, you know, do you want to shut him down? In Lander Dickerson's case, it would be you wouldn't have him for the first seven weeks of the season. Uh, in Rodney's case, you have to carry Rodney because he's going to be ready uh, relatively early in the season, but he might not be ready for week one. So, yeah, those short-term injuries make things a little bit more difficult. The From a receiving standpoint, John, now that your 53 is live, do you have Fulgham making the 53? I didn't for this reason. That's one of those things I were I was talking about. You can put veterans on the practice squad now. So, you know, can you get them through waivers? I I went heavy on the offensive line because I went Landon Dickerson on the roster. I, I was going to go really heavy before Gardner Minshew uh, was traded for. I was only going to keep two quarterbacks and try to get Nick Mullins or somebody else back on the practice squad. And that could be your third uh, quarterback. But now you have to carry Minshew on the 53. And that knocked off LaRaven Clark for me uh, on, on, on the offensive line. I was going to keep 11 offensive linemen because I, I said how deep the Eagles are on the offensive line. Now you don't want 11 offensive linemen on your 53 man roster, but again, you know, one of one of my pet peeves is people call this the final cutdown. It's not the final cutdown. It's the exact opposite. It's the first 53. 
In other words, you have to put that first 53 in place before you can do all the other moves after it. So the Eagles might put Rodney McLeod and Landon Dickerson and Tyree Jackson and Davion Taylor. Once they put them on the 53, then they can come back and put them on short-term injured reserve where they can come back anytime after three games. And there's much more flexibility. But you have to be on that first 53 to do any of that. So who did you leave off the off the board from the receiving core? Because JJ Ortega Whiteside had a touchdown last night, and I yeah. figured, and and I think I asked you at the halftime, our quick halftime update last night. Does that now get him to the roster? Did he? Well, get it did, to, did it he... did for me. Okay. Now a couple things. Um, one, you know, part of it is. Howie Roseman, I do think, you know, now he has sort of a plausible deniability to say, okay, look what J.J. did. This is a former second-round pick. I'm going to give him one last opportunity. That's where I leaned on. I only kept five receivers, to be honest, Krause, because they're not very good at wide receiver after the top three, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins. And to be honest, other than Devontae Smith, that top three is not that great. Um, so you can bend over backwards trying to fit Travis Fulgham on the roster, John Hightower on the roster, Greg Ward on the roster, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. These guys aren't as good as your offensive linemen or defensive linemen. So if you can get them through waivers and get them on the practice squad, why not go that route? And certainly a guy like John Hightower, for instance, he's going to get through waivers easily. And you put him on the practice squad. Yeah, Greg Ward probably does not get through waivers, does he? No. I Well, yeah, I honestly, I do think he would get through waivers. But but I have him on the 53-man roster. Okay. Um, and, and he's going to make the football team. The Eagles value him for a lot of different reasons. Leadership being number one. You know, one of the things that was notable, because the Eagles didn't play any of their starters yesterday, with the exception of Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager, two very young, unproven players, projected starters. So the, the, the veteran leaders weren't out there. The two captains, and I think this was notable, were Greg Ward and Sean Bradley, because it kind of tells you what they think of them. I had Bradley off the 53, and I put him back on the 53 just because he was a captain last night. We'll see if I'm right, but I think that's that's more meaningful than people think. That answers the question, Sean. Bradley was a name that I jotted down just to get your perspective on. They did get a defensive touchdown last night. Haven't uh, seen too many of those. Uh, we love defensive touchdowns. <laughs> uh, Michael Jaquette. Uh, was the you know strip yeah, poor Mike because I'll tell you this I'll tell you this man Joe. nice play stripped the rip the ball tremendous, out tremendous tremendous play yeah now what he should have done there is taken a knee after the strip and the game's over right now and that doesn't matter and I'm not criticizing the kid because you know you want to make a big play you want to make a splash 
I think 99% of the people would have done the same thing as Mike Jaquette. Now, maybe, you know, a veteran corner, you know, the Marlon Humphreys of the world, the Jalen Ramseys, the Patrick Petersons, you know, they're probably going to be savvy enough to just take the, the knee and end the football game. But they've made a ton of big plays over the years. You know, when you're a young corner, you're just trying to make a play. And obviously it comes back to haunt you because they get the Hail Mary, they get the two-point conversion, you get the tie. Now, none of this matters. It's preseason football. But I just felt bad for the kid. I felt bad for Nick Sirianni. I'm watching him, and boy, it looked like the air went out of the... As a matter of fact, he celebrated the touchdown uh, yeah. with Jaquet, and then it looked like the air the air left the room. Boy, he didn't, you know, just his body language. Well, uh, you want to win. Wanna, I mean, they yeah, haven't won. That. Yeah, you know, and he's Mr. Competition. He always talks about that. I always joke he's never won a rock, paper, scissors matchup in his life. you got to win something at some point. And it doesn't matter. Uh, we joke to have one uh, joint practices. They're undefeated in joint practices. We joke about that. Uh, but, yeah, they're 0-2-1 the preseason. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. None of it None of it matters if you win or lose in the preseason. So, But I, I think, yeah, I think, you know, he thought he had his first NFL win as a head coach. Uh and it, and it got taken away from him. So I think it's natural to be a little bit disappointed. Two last things, Johnny, and then I'll let you go because I'm sure your phone's going to be blowing up uh, for most of the day. Keep it right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, <laughs> share, subscribe. Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media uh, YouTube channel. Um, Kenny Gainwell really had a nice game yesterday so, and has been good in camp. And you've talked about, you've talked about Gainwell. And and I'm wondering how much more we're going to see Gainwell. Um, Ross Tucker last night, and he said he got ripped for it, uh, put him in the category of looking like Westbrook. You know, when Westbrook uh, uh, um, debuted uh, on this football team. But Gainwell has looked really, really good, John. I love him. Uh, your thoughts about Kenny Gainwell? Obviously, he's on the roster, but I think he's going to do more than just be on the roster. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are trying to see if he can be a contributor early. I think, you know, one of the problems is Boston Scott started that game so well, as and, and he's, you know, farther along as far as, understanding the game, having sort of a veteran presence. Uh, but the Eagles in practice against the Jets, which was more important, to be honest, um, when they were doing hurry-up drills, two-minute drills, desperation drills, Kenny Gainwell was the running back on the field the, the because you need a pass-catching running back. So they're trying to see if he can handle that role uh, early in the season. Um, as a young rookie running back. And we'll see. He certainly improved. The first you know, week of camp, it wasn't that good. He got better and better and better. And by the end of camp, you said, okay, this guy might be a contributor early on. I still think they're going to default to Boston Scott early in the season. But I think at some point, Kenny Gainwell is going to be the third down back. And that's an important part of Nick Sirianni's offense. He always talks about Austin Eckler from the Chargers. 
Naeem Hines from the Colts. They have that type of pass-catching running back in his offense, not only to catch the football out of the backfield, but also to split him out wide as a receiver to create these mismatches with linebackers. That's the role they want for Kenny Gainwell. The question is, how quickly does he get there? It's, it's been getting better and better and better. Don't forget, everybody, you can uh, go to uh, John McMullen's 53-man roster. Now post it, right, John, on Sports Illustrated. Yeah, it's probably out of date already. I've got to check <laughs> my phone if Howie did something. Um, uh, Any, nothing anything? yet. Nothing okay. yet. There is another trade, though. Ravens uh, traded an offensive line into the Dolphins. See? Offensive line deficiently. So the Eagles are probably trying to trade the Matt Pryors of the world, DeAndre, even the Andre Dillers of the world. A um, lot of offensive line deficient teams. There's going to be a lot of movement. Tuesday at four is when you got to get down to 53. There's going to be a lot of things going on around this league. Uh, really good stuff from John McMullen. Don't forget to like, share, uh, like our video, share our video, and keep it here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Check out John McMullen's first 53 is how it's defined. The, the first 53, uh, there'll be a lot more by the, between now uh, and Tuesday. Johnny Mac, great stuff, man. I know you got in uh, early, early in the morning uh, from uh, your last night in the Meadowlands. Uh, get ready. It's uh, it's just getting started this weekend. Great stuff, Johnny Mac. All right. Thanks, Krause. Appreciate it. All right. Good stuff. And we appreciate everybody tuning in here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. On behalf of NFL insider John McMullen, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.